Still here, it's Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. You know, Generation Schools Network is a nonprofit organization that helps schools and districts throughout Colorado build college career readiness pathways for their students. And here to talk about that and working with Colorado schools is Executive Director Wendy Loloff Cooper. Wendy, thanks for coming on Mile High Magazine today. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to learn about this because I've never heard about this nonprofit, Generation Schools Network. So let's talk about it and how it works. So Generation Schools really focuses on students that are farthest from opportunity and how we can close opportunity gaps, whether that's academic or around social-emotional learning or around college career readiness. And, and how do you get this started? Have you been around a while doing this or just something new? Yeah, no, we're over 15 years old. We originally started in New York, and then the founder and I were both Colorado natives and came back to do similar work in Colorado. Well, it's funny how everybody comes back to Colorado, isn't it, Wendy? <laughs> and you brought you brought something good. You brought something good with you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's it's a wonderful thing. So, what kinds of schools and students do you work with? And and it's basically yeah. Colorado, correct? Yeah, we do some work in some other states, but we're largely focused in Colorado. Um, we run the Colorado Rural Education Collaborative, which is 78 rural school districts across Colorado, and also the Front Range Equity Network, which is 10 small charters and alternative schools. And so we really focus on how do we bring opportunity to those students. And so we've been building these uh college career pathways collaboratively um, amongst schools and districts that wouldn't have the capacity to really offer those robust services on their own. So is there a criteria for the students to be involved with your programs? Is that a certain economic level, education level, grade level? How does that work? You know, really our programs could benefit all students, but the students that we focus on, again, are those that um, are just farthest from opportunity. So a lot of times those are students um, that are going to urban or rural schools. Well, those are a little harder for those children to get the right leadway, isn't it, to Catholic, to college? It really is. And I think for the rural kids in Colorado, a lot of them don't want to leave their rural communities, but figuring out how to economically thrive there can be a challenge. So we're working on things like business succession, offering them opportunities to um, stand up business plans and participate in entrepreneurship and do real-world problem scenarios where they actually work alongside a business to help the business solve a problem that they have. That's fantastic. What a great concept that is. Well, let's dig into that maybe a little deeper here, Wendy. What kinds of programs have you been working on this school year? Yeah, so I'll give you a couple examples that are that are really fun. Um, last week, we had an entrepreneurship fair in Wiggins, Colorado, um, and it was hosted for all of those school districts that are scattered along the I-76 corridor there. And we had 100 or so middle schoolers and high schoolers come and bring business plans, and then uh, local business folk came and judged those plans and did a shark tank for the middle school and one for the high school and then awarded about $6,000 in prize money uh, for those students to actually start making their ideas actionable. What a fantastic opportunity that is. Man, yeah. I wish it I'd have had... a lot of fun, yeah. yes. Oh, when I was a kid, I wish I'd have had something like that. You know, back in those days, and I'm a little older than most, but you just went to school and you're lucky to be there, let alone... <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, lucky to have the opportunity to sit down with actual yes. businessmen with a, mm-hmm. an idea, and I bet they saw some great ideas. 
You know, there are really some phenomenal ideas, uh, definitely ones that, that I think will end up being businesses in those local communities. And we were really fortunate to have uh, the folks that started Otter Cares uh, sponsor the event for students, and they came and also shared about how they had built their business. Um, and their sons came and shared about how they had built their business, um, Angel Armor. And so it was just a fantastic opportunity for students. So when you go into these various schools, and you said you're pretty much around the state of Colorado, is it different ideas for each school depending on where they are, or is it the same idea and you just move it around the state? How does that work? Yeah, I love that you asked that question because we really, when we go in, it's all grassroots and community-driven. So we kind of bring a menu of partnerships and services and opportunities, but that local community prioritizes what's important to them and kind of picks and chooses from the menu around what makes sense for their community and their economic future and student interests. And then we build the pathway based on that. Is this this new idea I'm reading here in my notes called Green Space? Is that kind of what you're talking about here? Yeah, that's another project in Trinidad, and that's a perfect example of that, where there's a science teacher there, Zeb Williamson, who just is really a visionary. And so we're helping them to build out a green space where students will be trained in careers in horticulture and hydroponics and um, kind of the future of what agriculture looks like. And uh, we were able to get a $50,000 donation of hydroponic equipment for them uh, from a, a business leader and get them up and going. So it's a it's pretty exciting opportunity, again, just really based on what the interest in the community was and a real need for food security in that area. Well, I, as I hear you talk about this, and I know part of what you do is the path to college, which could be difficult, but these great ideas you have for the local community, maybe those kids will never want to leave and go to college anywhere. Well, you know, I think it used to be, I mean, even five years ago, that in a lot of these uh, small towns, you know, you had to drive a couple hours to get to a college. Well, now with COVID, you know, pushing everything online, like you're saying, it's really possible for a student to stay right in their home community, get their degree if they need that or want that, and run their business alongside. Fantastic idea. I, I love that. So most of the stuff, do you do most of your stuff in person or online? You know, it's a it's a combo. <laughs> we've had online uh, entrepreneurship fairs, and we've had in person uh, entrepreneurship fairs. So, just kind of depends on what the situation warrants. Well, we're talking with the executive director Wendy Loloff Cooper from Generation Schools Network. Now, you say you're a nonprofit. Where do you get your funding? How does that? It does take money. It does take money. We're so um, blessed to be supported by a lot of the foundations in Colorado. And we also help schools, um, especially rural and these small charters and alternatives, secure funding through different programs at Colorado Department of Education that they wouldn't have necessarily had capacity uh, to secure on their own. Wow. So talk about this other thing I'm reading here. You hosted a youth entrepreneurship fair for students in northeastern Colorado? We did. We did. We had a hundred, a hundred students there, and um, it was it was a lot of fun to see them present their ideas. And and rural uh, entrepreneurship is is alive and well in rural Colorado. I will say that. Um, we also hosted an event last week for the Front Range Equity Network, where we brought together about twenty employers and a hundred and fifty ish students, and said, "Come and find your summer job." Oh, great. <laughs> opportunity and we did kind of a signing ceremony you know like they do with athletics but with summer jobs and and had a really great representation of employers there and uh 
So hopefully uh, vet needs on both sides for the students to have these opportunities and the employers to connect with their future workforce. You know, I'm thinking here, Wendy, all the work you're doing here, you must have a lot of help or people. How do you get the people involved? These businesses don't even know about you and you just approach them? Yeah, we do. We just, you know, we try to um, place people actually in the local community. So we're we're thankful to have staff all across the state, uh, Salida, Trinidad, all sorts of places. And so they're really embedded in those local communities. And so they kind of know the lay of the land there and, and uh, how to get people involved. And that's the real key to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. that only makes the whole situation grow for you. Because if you do this mm-hmm. year in and year out, people go, wow, this is great. More people, mm-hmm. more people get mm-hmm. on board. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. What, what about teachers? I mean, you're coming into these schools. Are they cooperative? Are they helpful? Are yeah. they are they excited? Yeah, you know, I think we're trying to really create a vision for what it looks like to robustly prepare students for the future. And um, teachers, as you know, especially these last couple of years with the pandemic, have had a lot on their hands in terms of, you know trying to make all these transitions and switches um, between online and in-person. And so we're really coming alongside them, trying to build their capacity as well about what does it mean to increase student social capital and how do you help student develop a business plan and what does it mean to do a real-world problem-solving scenario in partnership with a local company uh, in your class. So so it is really all about building that local capacity, and I think that's what's going to make it sustainable you know, over the long haul to really be focused on these student and community needs. What what a great idea to be able to learn that. As I said earlier, Wendy, at that age, junior high, high school students, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times mm-hmm. you don't hear that in college, maybe not even until you're after college. Right, right. Yes, so, that's very true. So, I know for me, um, I grew up rural, and I ended up having a herd of cattle that were like my small business, and that's how <laughs> I ended up paying for college. So I'm really all about it. I, I love that kids get to start start learning early, you know? Well, it is, and that was a great idea. You must have some other good ideas you could share that kids have come up with, because what you did with the cows is a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, some of the, some of the business uh proposals, plans that I saw that were really interesting. Uh, One was a young man who, um, unbeknownst to me, apparently tractors drive themselves these days with artificial intelligence, which I did not know. But, and so the the farmer literally sits in his, you know, armchair or whatever, and it's kind of like playing a video game, but with your tractor, but the implement that is hooked on the back, whether it's planting seeds or making bales or whatever it's doing is dumb compared to the tractor. <laughs> so he invented this idea called camera box where you set these camera boxes on top of these implements and then you can also see what's happening with the implement. And so that was one of the ideas that I just thought was was stellar that I that I saw. Well wow, that's outstanding. I wish I was that smart. And I'm way older <laughs> than these guys. I mean, <laughs> so what's what's the reaction of the parents? seeing their kids Mm -hmm. get involved with this. Yeah, you know, they're just hungry for any of these kinds of opportunities for the students. And we do serve a lot of communities that really struggle with poverty. And so I think this brings hope um, of what, you know, the future could be, um, not only for the student, but for their family and the community. Talk maybe just quickly here why it's kind of necessary for an organization like Generation Schools Network to get involved and to help. What, what, what do you see in that? What was your vision? Yeah. yeah. So what's really interesting is that um, we function in kind of this intermediary role. And I, and I think 
you know, school and providing all the services that schools provide, especially in these uh, rural communities and these smaller schools, you know, it's an all hands on deck endeavor, right? Like, so somebody might be the principal and also the math teacher, the high school basketball coach and the bus driver. Oh, so true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there just aren't enough hands on deck right, to to do these. And then if you work on them collaboratively, you can really benefit um, multiple districts. We have uh, two pathways that are six districts um, working together. Uh, the Farming Equity Network is about 10 different schools and organizations working together. And then we're shortly going to be standing something up in the Pueblo, Spanish Peaks area, and that, that looks to be somewhere in the 10, the 10 school and district range. So it really us playing that kind of that outside facilitator role, bringing in the resources, the schools and districts together, the businesses. It's just it's something that's not really funded um, in schools without us finding the resources and really being there and helping to set up the systems. Good stuff there, Wendy. So if somebody sitting out there, maybe involved with a school or maybe a student want to know more. How do they get the information from Generation Schools Network? Yeah, so you can go to generationschools.org or coschooltowork.org, and um, you can see the pathways there and the opportunities that are available. And, yeah, just get in touch and let us know how you'd like to be involved. And how about some cash? Maybe doing a donation or two? People are always uh, maybe during these tough times looking to help out. Yeah, you know, sponsoring an entrepreneurship fair, real-world problem-solving scenarios, teacher training, um, scholarships for students to participate in various certification programs like tech certifications or things like that. Those are resources that are definitely appreciated and will really give someone a future. Well, that's all what it's all about, the youth of the future, correct? That's right. Wow. That's right. I'm glad they're here and, and getting ready to, to take on take on the world. Well, and I'm glad they're interested in trying to take on the world. We need the help. We do. For we sure. Do. Well, yes. Wendy uh, Loloff Cooper, Executive Director of Generation Schools Network, congratulations on a marvelous idea and the success of it already. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more growth here in Colorado with that. Thank you so much, Murphy. Really appreciate you having me on the show. Anytime. And thank you guys for listening. It is Mile High Magazine. We're here every Sunday morning, so that means we'll be back next weekend. Enjoy your week ahead.